He came down over me, his hand still behind my head, his weight a shock as he pressed me into the bed, and then his mouth was on mine. Hall kissed me. There was nothing sweet or soft, like I'd imagined a kiss to be. It was hard and overwhelming, claiming, and when I sucked in a sharp breath, he took advantage, deepening the kiss. Welcome to our podcast, Coffee Talks. I'm Sophie. And I'm Soph. And this is your new bookish podcast. In this podcast, we'll discuss our latest book series fixation. Mostly fantasy, though, because we love the wings and the sharp teeth. There will be spoilers in this podcast. And we don't hold back on discussions of wingspan and sexy love bites. So make yourself a cup of coffee and join us on our exploration through the magical world of literature and chaotic romances. Enjoy. Keep Keep reading. reading. Hello and welcome back. Hey! Uh, so last week we discussed Hamlet and today mm. we are going quite a different way because we... <laughs> Just a little bit. Well, yeah. We are starting this smutty journey. <laughs> Finally! Finally! So um, where are we sitting today? Today we are at our, in a little study room in yes. our university campus. Yes. So if you hear like foot walking outside, it's just... Them. Fellow students. <laughs> Them. And what are we drinking? What are you drinking today? Well, I'm drinking, like, the first episode, the very student-friendly budget um, instant coffee. Oh. In my, like, uh, ther- thermal cup. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice. With some milk. Lovely. You gotta, you gotta have the coffee for the studies. Of course. I didn't have time this morning because we had to enter at 8 a.m. <laughs> so I didn't have uh, time to make myself a cup of coffee so i'm only having water which is very sad very sad indeed yes and we have chosen to take none other than from blood and ash uh, the Mm -hmm. series by jennifer l armentrell and we really want to discuss this series in depth so we have chosen to break down the book and take about like five chapters each time so today we're going to talk about chapter one two five five and it's gonna be amazing. I'm so <laughs> excited. We are so excited. Oh. From Blood and Ash is actually the first book in this fantasy smutty universe mm-hmm. that I read. Yeah. And you recommended it to I me. I did. And I was so happy that you did because it started this whole journey of Akita and now Throne of Glass. And you've really been reading them fast. Yeah. I remember like so came to me and was like, oh, I kinda like want to read something and like I'm in the mood for this. And I was just like you need to read from Blood and Ashton. Mm-hmm. And then you did, and you liked it. And, <laughs> and I'm so glad that I did. And I'm so happy that you liked it. <laughs> Great. Um, so, just to explain chapter one, perhaps, um, we're starting off with that. Uh, we meet the 18-year-old girl known as Poppy, uh, who is also known as the Maiden. And she has snuck out of the castle she lives at and is playing cards as at a place we soon learn is a brothel called the red pearl <laughs> this is very forbidden because she's the maiden uh, the virgin um but well she's doing her thing but then her personal guard uh, walks in and she's like oh uh, he can't recognize me here so she's like i gotta get away and then she meets this mysterious woman who's like well upstairs we have like prep rooms and they're all empty yes so it's like she goes up there and she opens a door and well 
let's say it's not empty. <laughs> yes. Oh, damn. I'm so excited. Okay. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> yeah. So, in this first chapter, we meet some people. Yeah. And let's just talk a little bit about them. So, we, of course, we have our main character, Puppy. Puppy. Should we perhaps take her title, like we get in the book? Good idea. Okay, <laughs> so her title, official, I guess, title is Penelope of Castle Tierman, kin of the Belfours? I suppose. I don't speak French, so I don't know. And the Queen's favorite. <gasps> oh, and the maiden. Oh, and the maiden and the chosen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have like a whole list of names here. So many names, and she uses almost all of them. Yeah, but she calls herself Puppy, yeah. because that was a nickname her mother gave her. Which, by the way, her mother is dead. <laughs> yeah, so she is an orphan. Yeah, <laughs> well, you gotta be an orphan if you have a fantasy, fantasy main character. Yeah. Mm, it's kind of a requirement. Yes. So, should we talk about her magic, perhaps? Yeah, at the beginning. so she has a gift, as it's called. And it's like she can sense pain from other people. Yeah. I don't know if it's that... They don't call it that in the books, but I think like as a magic gift, you call it an empath. Yeah. She's Jasper. She's Jasper, (laughs) basically. Without being a confederate soldier. Yes. Very good. We like that. We like that. Step up. Step up. Yeah. And it's pretty good. And she's not allowed to use... Her gift. Yeah. Uh, but, well, spoiler, she does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she can't really control it because she just feels the emotions of the people yeah, around her. Right. But she can also purposely use it and, like, kind of, like, dig in to know, like, what you're really feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty, it's pretty cool. cool. But not, well, it wouldn't be that fun to feel people's pain all the time. No. And she is like, all the guards are in pain all the time. Yeah, yeah, it must be terrible. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't feel the ascended. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, we get to that point. We know Uh, why, but we don't know why yet. Okay, so the gift, as we call it, is also a gift from the guards. Yes. And then she also has has another gift. (sighs) The little little dagger. (laughs) The little dagger. (laughs) Which is made from... Bones from a long extinct wolven. Wolven. It's not a werewolf because we're different here. Yeah, it's a wolven. Yeah. And it's also made from bloodstone. And we will learn more about like the effects of bloodstone later. Yeah. It's magical stone. <laughs> well, magic stone. It's not made from blood. Oh, <laughs> disappointing. And it was given to her on her 16th birthday. Yeah. By her personal god. Do we know that already? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we learned it in the first chapter. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, she is also the maiden. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like the whole concept of the book, like Poppy being the maiden. And, yeah. But what does it mean to be the maiden? Because it isn't just literally being a virgin, although that is clearly <laughs> part of the job. Um, but being the maiden means that Poppy was chosen by the gods. And she must always wear white to represent her purity. <laughs> uh, and she also has to cover her face uh, with a veil every day. So, like, only her, like, lips and jaw is showing. Um, and 
she's very sheltered. She's not allowed to socialize with anybody, really. There is, like, the two guardians who she was placed at by the queen at this castle thing she lives at, um, which are very cruel people. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, she doesn't have a comfortable life, I no. would say. No. And then she has, like, they have chosen one companion for her. So, like, so you don't get to be a weirdo because you have this one person to mm-hmm. talk to. And then all other people can't see her and they can't speak to her. Mm-mm. Or touch her. Anything. Or touch her. They just has to... They have to... Like, uh, imagine her being a ghost. Like, she's not there. Yeah, really. She's also quite like a ghost. <laughs> she's that holy. Yeah. Um, and also, she's very fixated on the whole purity thing. Mm-hmm. Also, because it has been, like, drilled into her from, like, eight years old. That you have to stay pure. Because if you're not pure, the gods won't accept you mm-hmm. and the whole reason for like her being the maiden is because there is something called the ascension in this fantasy world where we don't really know that much about it but essentially it just means that you get to become very old yeah and you go to the gods right yeah i think mm, you go yeah to... probably yeah something I'm pretty like sure. that um and Poppy knows nothing about it, so it's yeah. all like a mystery to her, and she knows it's gonna happen soon. But she's not allowed to know anything about it. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but actually, I think I have the quote about her thinking about her purity, um, because I quite like that. <laughs> please, <laughs> on please. page 27, if you want to follow along. Purity. I hated that word. The meaning behind it. As if my virginity determined my goodness, my innocence... And his presence, or lack thereof, was somehow more important than the hundred choices I made every day. So, I really like this quote, because it, it already shows that Poppy is not kind of like a puppet. Like, mm. she has her own mind, and she's also like kind of like going against what everyone wants her to do. Yeah, so she's, she's chosen, but she hasn't chosen anything. Oh, poet! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so we already get like the her defiant... Uh, personality yeah and she is also at this brothel the red pearl to like she's curious yeah she at first she's like okay it was like a spur of the moment Mm -hmm. Uh, i couldn't sleep well she couldn't sleep and what must i do (laughs) well i heard some of the other girls talking about the red pearl let me go which also like all her information nobody talks to her so she's eavesdropping to everything and she's really good at it she's really good at it but also i think when you don't talk to somebody you kind of forget they're there in the room mm-hmm. so i think she can get up as like a lot of information from just being there we could mention duke of macedonia we don't meet him in this chapter one but he's also called dorian tierman not to miss with dorian from throne of glass <laughs> Um, don't it up. <laughs> we don't know much about him in this chapter, but um, he seems quite unpleasant from the way Puppy thinks about him. Yeah. Which we soon learn that he is indeed. <laughs> we know that he uh, gives her some lessons. We don't really know what those lessons are yet. <sighs> oh, <laughs> what, a, what a deal. Puppy, as we said in our little uh, summary, she is at the brothel, the Red Pearl. Mm. What a name. What a name. And she's playing cards, eavesdropping, yeah. as our lovely puppy always does. Also wearing a mask. Oh, she's wearing yeah. a mask and a hood. A, ah, yeah, that's right. Like a cape. Yeah. She, she, um, she 
borrowing, <laughs> quote unquote, also called stealing. Yeah. Well, she stole a cloak uh, from one of uh, the maids. Yeah. And Brita. Brita. Who apparently also goes to the red pill. Well, a we, lot. Le- we learned that in chapter <laughs> two. Okay. Yeah. And then she's there and she's like, what the heck? What's going on? And yeah. she sees like women touching themselves in like areas. She's yeah. like, oh, damn. <laughs> and she's, I think she has learned to be very ashamed of sex. Yeah. So whenever she sees something that, that's remotely sexual, this is not this is very sexual, but like, mm-hmm. it's a brothel. She, she, yeah, it's a brothel, but she gets very like embarrassed and like, doesn't really know how to be in herself. No, she blushes. Yeah. A lot. All the time. And then she also sees kind of like dirty dancing. <laughs> yeah. As she's walking to a room, she sees like people going into a room mm-hmm. and hear music and she like turns to go there. A woman stops her. <gasps> but who is that woman? It is a beautiful woman. Very beautiful woman. Yes. Uh, we don't know her name yet, but should we say her name? Well, okay, spoilers for the rest of the series. It's Willa! <laughs> the it's author Willa. of the diary. The very, oh, ooh. Of the very dirty, dirty diary. Which we all come to love. Yeah. Oh, I love and it. And I think Puppy's favorite book. <laughs> At least uh, Castile thinks so. Yeah. Okay, so Pabi notices her golden eyes. Yes. Which I thought was really like interesting already that she's really okay, she looks really looks at eyes. Mm. Uh, <laughs> they always do in fantasy books. They do. Also it is a foreshadowing, of yeah, course, because we'll later learn more stuff about Willa. Yeah. Um and well the woman instantly like says, Oh, what are you doing here? The maiden. What is the maiden doing yeah. here? Um, you're not supposed to be here. And Puppy's like, shit. And, and nobody knows what Puppy looks like. So like, she yeah, shouldn't right. be... She's always veiled. Yeah, so nobody really knows how the maiden looks. They know she's there, but... Yeah. yeah. So she is like, she's a seer. Yeah. <laughs> she can do something. Which apparently that, is a thing in this world now. Yeah, that other people can't. Um, yeah. And then something interesting happens because Puppy is like, oh, she's no. lying. <laughs> yeah, she's like, as well, Puppy lies a lot. Yeah. But she's like, oh, trying to brush it off, being like, oh, no, uh, I don't know what you mean. I'm a second daughter. Yeah. To which Willa answers, you are like a second daughter, but not in the way you intend. Yeah. Which I find very foreshadowing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But that is. Should we maybe talk about what the second daughter is and stuff? That's what I thought about. Yeah. I was like, okay. Ah! <laughs> because later. Okay, this is a really... We're really spoiling here, guys. Yeah. But she is the second daughter. She has a big sister. I didn't even think about you did? that. That no. was what I thought about. Oh, my God. That's true. Oh, you want to talk about what a second daughter, like, in general was? Yeah, because a second daughter and sons are, like, a thing in this world. Yeah, but no, I thought about her having a bigger sister. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, Willa is speaking very literal to Poppy, and she's like, oh, no, no. I'm just here. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, oh, sometimes the fantasy things in this world, I'm kind of getting confused, but the second daughters and sons are those in line to be ascended, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So they are like up in the hierarchy in this world mm-hmm. and they are waiting for something to happen, which none of them really knows what's going to happen. 
but they they hope for the best because mm-hmm. you know the cool people are ascended so yeah yeah <laughs> and then papa puppy papa puppy gets the like um she suspects that uh willa might not really support the ascendant mm. which is like a big crime yeah And there are some people called the descended, which is very confusing. Ascended, descended. <laughs> yeah, it is. But the descended are basically like rebels. Yeah. So um, they're the bad ones. They're very bad ones. Mm. Like, and they have a leader. <laughs> so I didn't know this until I read it the second time. This book that we already like kind of uh, hear about uh, Castile. Mm. So we hear the dark one. So, uh, Pabi describes like the descendant and what they yeah. are, what they do. She's very against them. She's oh yeah, they're the worst. Yeah, they're your enemy. Yeah, like we had the ascendant, which are your like your peers. Yeah, and then you had the descendant, which are your biggest enemy Because ever. Because she's brainwashed. Oh, <laughs> spoiler! But the leader of the descendant, Prince Castile of Atlantia, also called the. Dark The dark one. Oh, the dark one. <sighs> oh, I'm like getting goosebumps talking about <laughs> <Me> it. <too. laughs> ah! um, okay. No, but like literally goosebumps. You are <laughs> the dark one. Oh my god, I love him so much. Okay, so but we don't love him here because we hate him. From chapter one, we just know he's the bad guy. We hate him. Mm. Indeed. <laughs> we hate him. Okay, yeah. so. The, yeah, the last character we meet in chapter one is Victor. Okay, yeah, yeah. because she's talking to Willa, and then uh, Willa is like, "Oh, you shouldn't be afraid of me. You can, you can trust me. I'm cool, bro. Yeah, I'm cool, <laughs> I'm cool, bro." <laughs> uh, and then she's like, "But that guy over there, you should probably like keep an eye on." And it's her personal guard, mm. Victor. So Willa really knows everything. Yeah, about Puppy. I was, I think. Puppy is right that she's is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really remember. She, I don't remember anything except that she's one of the like oh, ancient yeah. ones, and she has a diary. She has. She's had a lot of sex, you guys. Willa has tried some things. <laughs> Let's just keep it like that. Oh, it's. It should, yeah. She definitely should be Puppy's mentor. Oh yeah, <laughs> sexual mentor, <laughs> sexual liberator. Oh damn. Okay, so Victor. Yeah, is also a father figure to yes. Puppy, and he's the one that gave her the dagger. Yes, her beloved dagger and her personal guard. Yeah, yeah. And he had a wife, but she died during childbirth. Uh, and he has also been training Puppy in secret. Yeah, like with weapons, with an uh, arrow and bow. Yeah, and also like. Fist to fist. So Poppy is actually quite badass in yeah. like the training, fighting part, which is ironic because she's supposed to be like holy and not touching Demure, anybody, mm-hmm. submissive, <laughs> submissive, silent, and then she can just kill a man in two seconds. <laughs> We love that. Um, I did make a point about world building, just maybe to like quickly. We have mentioned some of these mm-hmm. uh, things already, but I think it's quite interesting that. Um, it's mentions that the war of two kings ended four centuries ago, which kind of places us in a time, even though we don't really know mm. which time kind of we're in. Um, but we don't know what the war of two kings is. But mm. it does become relevant in the spin-off series, which 
Yeah. We're also going to talk about it at some point. We are going to, I think we're going to take it like as the republic, right? Yeah. 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 Cronodlar's going to be so yes. good. Yes, let's do it. Um, also, another quote. Um, Electricity was expensive and heavily controlled by the royal court. And I just think this is interesting because placing modern things in fantasy worlds is always mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, that surprised me. <clears throat> so, yeah. And also, when I read this, I was like... They have electricity? I actually didn't know that. <laughs> but they do, which also places us in a modern-ish mm-hmm. society. Yeah. Um, we already talked a bit about the descenders and the ascended. Um, we are in Solis, which is the kingdom mm-hmm. Poppy lives in. And in Solis, we have Casedonia, which is the capital. Mm-hmm. And then around every city in Solis, at least how I kind of understood it, we have what's called rises to rise, mm-hmm. which is like a wall surrounding it uh, made from limestone and iron. Um, and it's to keep out like the, the bad guys. To the rise was some of the oh, things things that confused me the most. It's also very confusing. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is it? Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. Let's just think about it as a wall. Yeah. This, okay, it's a wall. I think they just have walls around every city to keep out um, these... Well, yes. But to keep out these craven things. At yeah, least that's, right. that's what they tell the people. Ooh. Therefore. So let's just finish this chapter up by saying... Okay, she... Uh, goes into her room. So, yeah. Uh, Willa is like, oh... Um, you There is a f- uh, two, three free rooms upstairs. Or something like that. Mm. You can take the one on the left or right i don't know that's not important not important (laughs) what's important is who is inside yeah and she is like desperate to get away from victor Mm. to get noticed so she goes up there and into the room (laughs) and looks around and is like oh there's no one here Uh, and then she feels like a strong arm around her waist and he's like (laughs) and a male voice and he pushes her into like oh where did i put the quote like a hot very male body. <clears throat> I had a quote. An arm curled around my waist, pulling me back against a very hard, very male body. <sighs> this, a deep voice whispered, is unexpected. <sighs> and I don't think there's a better quote to go off into chapter two, Will. So, chapter two. Yes. Summary. So, Poppy soon realizes that the room she stumbled into is currently occupied by one of the guards, and she recognizes him as Hog. Fucking Flynn, who is very so hot. hot. Very hot. He is hot. And the only thing you, you can do alone in a room with <laughs> hot men is kiss him. <laughs> I had to write it like that. <laughs> Which, incidentally, is also Puppy's very first kiss. Because she's very much the maiden. Oh, she's the maiden in every way. Yeah. Uh, except uh, <clears throat> she can't kill well, she has blood on her hands, but, you know, go her. Not blood between her legs. <laughs> okay, so we meet our dear, dear boy, Hawk Flynn, who is the rise guard from the capital, which we learned before was Casedonia. Yes. And Puppy has indeed noticed him before. That's why, her, uh, that's why she recognizes him so easily. She is kind of been like looking at the guards and she's like oh that's a hot one yeah so everybody's been looking at him yeah because he's hot and sexy we would have to and she also which i found very interesting 
And foreshadowing, she compares his movements to that of an encaged wild cat that she has seen in the Queen's Palace when she lived there. Yes. And could I just mention something here? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of foreshadowing so much in this book. But I really like this kind of foreshadowing she has placed here because this is like kind of like covert foreshadowing because mm-hmm. sometimes when you read a book it's very evident that what you're reading is like oh I'm going to use this clue later mm-hmm. but I remember when I read this the first time I just it's just like a like yeah. an explanation of like his movements mm-hmm. but this becomes extremely important later because can I spoil yeah. it <laughs> like go ahead spoilers for like the later books in the series but we learned that this cage cat she has seen at the queen's palace is her father <laughs> like, which is so random. So very <laughs> weird. Like, fantasy world. Oh, you look like my father. <laughs> you yeah. look like my father. Yeah. But also, like, she does have, like, a few lines saying, like, the cat looked like it was caged. It looks sad. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh. And also she says that Hog also looks like he's encaged. Which he also is. is yes. When you know the ending of the book, which is that Hog is Castillo. <laughs> Spoiler. Okay. Hawk is described as a foot taller than me, beautiful, dark thick hair, equally dark brows, high and wide cheekbones, straight nose, square jaw and well-formed mouth. He has a, di- a deep dimple on the right side of his cheek, eyes the color of cool honey. Mm-hmm. He always smiles with his mouth closed. He was always in pain. Which is also quite interesting. The, the closed uh, mouth thing. Mm. Mm. Oh, that that was actually not was what I was focusing on, but okay. also that. Um, but no, the thing that he was always in pain. Yeah, and she has. Uh, they talk about this later. Um, yeah, so that is our dear hog, and I yeah. really want to put him in like an AI thing to see how he will turn out. How he's like hot. Yeah, I just well, he's hot. We know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing is that um, Poppy is dressed as someone else. Yeah, so she, as we mentioned before, she had has borrowed the clothes of one of her mate, Brita, 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 um, and it appears that uh, Brita and the hawk has been getting it on. <laughs> Apparently, um, they have been meeting. They have been having uh, special meetings <laughs> uh, because Hawk is very much high sweeping. <sighs> so sexy, uh, and he's kind of like just assuming. Oh, you're here to bang it out again? <laughs> and Puppy's like, ah! What? <laughs> Excuse me? So, yeah, and he's like, um, I wasn't expecting you tonight. It's only been a few days. Sweetling? <laughs> and she's like, Sweetling? What? And she's also getting jealous because like, mm-hmm. have you been seeing another woman? Hello? Even though we haven't even talked I have noticed you look at me like uh, across the table when we're at a meeting, yeah. but hello, hello. Excuse I should be me. the most important person in your life. Um, but well, they start kissing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, Hawk at one point is like, "Well, you are not Brita, but like, what the hell?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they get it on. That's one hell of a kiss. And, well, it's her first kiss, so she doesn't know what to expect. But she but is Hawk blown away. Knows what he's doing. 
Um, and also, I think some a thing I really like in this chapter is we see more of Poppy's personality. Mm-hmm. Um, because you might expect from the maiden that she's very quiet and demure and very... She is innocent in mm-hmm. like the regards that she is truly a virgin, but she's also very headstrong and tough and courageous. Um, and like Hawk at one, one point calls her a girl. And I just love her answer to this, which is like, I'm not a girl. And he just says, I would sure hope not. How old are you? <laughs> like, but also I'm glad that you wouldn't be in a bed with a girl, Hawk. Like, uh, good for you. Yeah, she's also just 18. And she yeah. would describe him, describe him as like a few years older mm. than her. He, well, a few years older. <laughs> oh, well, well. It looks like. Okay, so what we forgot to mention was that he takes off his shirt oh yeah before what a they start kissing and she is completely mesmerized she has like these wide eyes just like oh, taking him all in and he is described as a hot hay mm-hmm. broad of shoulder and chest all lean muscles defined by years of intense training there is a fine dusting of hair under his navel that disappeared down his breeches but also i just love that he places her on the bed. They kiss like very briefly. And then, then he's just like, well, I'm going to take my shirt off now. No, he takes his shirt off oh, before. before the kiss. Yeah. But still like, thank you, Hawk. But like, wow. She. Okay. And she also, of course, a uh, sweet, innocent puppy turns the color of a tomato. Tomato. <laughs> uh, so. And. <laughs> um. So the breeches are apparently very tight <laughs> and leaves nothing uh, to the imagination. Well, so Puppy like starts feeling uh, horny. Horny. She has uh, these uh, strange feelings in like her lower belly. <laughs> oh. What? What? What is this? Okay. Um, <laughs> and remember that she has not been touched by anybody except I think Victor has given has hugged her yeah um, but apart from that no like male touch which is like quite damaging I would say like imagine not being touched since you were like 8 years old I think we really like uh, we were too quick telling about the kiss Mm, okay so because a lot happens before they kiss oh yeah they are talking a lot too that's afterwards okay so so hawk lifts her off the floor and she is so surprised at how strong he is (laughs) and she describes his like uh, forearms being like oh like they're steel they're so strong (laughs) so tight and hard Mm. there's a lot of tight things happening here (laughs) And he guides her down the bed and he like hovers over her, which I find so sexy. <laughs> and he kisses her with the tongue and all. And yeah, as we said, she's very overwhelmed by the kiss. It gets even more horny because mm. what is this feeling? But it's good. <laughs> it's oh, she loves it. And we love it. Yeah. And then he tilts his head a little bit and she feels something sharp in his mouth. What could that be? What could that be? Which I was like, damn, we, we get so much, so many details we already. Get so much foreshadowing from the very beginning. It's incredible. <clears throat> and let's just leave it 
there because uh, oh i can tell you what I, uh, the the shop thing is not yet not yet but i did also notice another foreshadowing it's very like again it's very not noticeable mm -hmm. but she noticed that he has a slight accent that she cannot That's quite right. place um and obviously she has been very sheltered so it might be from like a different region of the kingdom she has never been mm -hmm. to but it could perhaps also be from someplace else someplace else mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. also he starts calling her princess mm -hmm. which i at first was like don't do that Don't call her princess. Mm -hmm. Don't talk down on her. Yeah. But, but I also kind of like it. <laughs> but, okay, I'm just going to like spoil this because I have to like... You, you guys, we're just going yeah. to spoil. <laughs> with, yeah. yeah. So at the end of the book, we of course find out that Hulk is actually Castile. Like going undercover, which means that he is the prince. And we also find out that like his plan is to just like take Poppy and marry her mm -hmm. which I just love because he's been calling her princess the entire book mm -hmm. and obviously if she marries Castile she becomes an actual princess mm -hmm. but it's also like a quite, quite normal endearment so I didn't think anything about it when I read it the no, first time no me neither and I just love that <laughs> yeah. it's so good yeah okay so <clears throat> is there romance <sighs> we already, already like see the sparkles between There all the electricity, the chemistry the, is intense. The ping pong. Oh, it's so intense. They like hit it off right away. And they also make kind of jokes which she is annoyed about. Because he Yeah, he teases her. But he is also like he's intrigued. He's very intrigued. As he he's says. like, You're not who I thought you were. Who are you? Mm. Tell me your name. And she's like, No. Hell no. <laughs> My name is no one. Kind of like in Greek mythology. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so they they tease each other a little bit. And um, they talk about parents and laws. And he, like, um, when she says that she lost both of her parents, he is like, okay, um, he has like a quick response, but like a good response to mm. that, as if he knows how it feels. To lose your family. Yeah. Mm. And she then thinks, oh, that's where his pain comes from. Yeah. Because he always has this deep pain inside him. And the chapter... He also says he's a farmer. Like, the son of a farmer, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> says his father is a farmer. And that he didn't want to be a farmer. That's why he became a god. It's quite fun because they do have, like, kind of, like, a social bonding, intellectual bonding over, like... Um, the social mobility of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it's unfair that like you have to work as the same thing as your parents mm -hmm. do. And they're like, oh yeah, that's so unfair. <laughs> like really bonding. Yeah. <laughs> What a bonding experience. So this chapter two ends with her realizing that if somebody finds out that she has been kissed, she would not not have to be the maiden, and she kind of hopes that a little bit because she's. Very scared of the ascension. Yeah, and it would be a way out Yeah, for her. Chapter three? Chapter three. Okay, a brief summary. We uh, luckily still have Poppy in the room with Hawk. And they are continuing to make out a little more. A little more spicy. We're really getting the spice from the start here. Mm -hmm. And they're also chit-chatting, yes. Um, and it is about to get, like, really spicy. But unfortunately, they are interrupted by Hulk's friend, Kieran. Kieran! Okay, that was like loud. Kieran! 
um, who has urgent news to hawk, even though he's like, go away, I'm busy. Um, and then we skip to the next day, where Poppy is talking to her friend Tony, which we briefly talked about. And they are talking about their upcoming ascensions, um, which they know nothing about and kind of like being nervous about it. And then later in the same day, Victor interrupts Poppy while she is eating and says they have been summoned. <laughs> okay, so Kieran, my dear boy Kieran, I love him so much. I think um, you're a bigger fan of him than I am. I don't know how you cannot be a fan. Well, of I'm not a not fan of him. I'm I'm just not a fan of what happens later. <laughs> With the yeah okay. Yeah, like okay. the number three. <laughs> <laughs> number three. Okay, so yeah, Kieran is Hawk's friend. Mm. It's pretty obvious the way they talk to each other. Almost like brothers. Yeah, we learn later. Yeah, we learn later. Um, and Tony, we talked a little bit about. She is, yeah, Puppy's companion and friend. And yeah, as you said, Sophie, she is assigned to socialize with Puppy so Puppy doesn't get too lonely. So we also learn at this point that Puppy is scarred. Yeah, because uh, Hawk is trying to take her mask off because she wants to see her and Puppy's like, no, 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 forbidden. But this isn't only because she's the maiden, but also to some degree because she's ashamed of her looks. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's because she herself is ashamed, but it's because people her entire life have told her, oh, you have been so pretty, but unfortunately... Unfortunately, you're scarred. And she was scarred. We don't really know but what, but we know something happened mm-hmm. during her childhood. And she has these like very like aggressive scars on her stomach and I think her thigh too. Yeah, yeah. And, and then her face. Across like, her face. Across her face, yes. Which, um, yeah, and it's so sad because she doesn't think she is beautiful. She never describes herself as beautiful or like um, uh, but attractive. Somebody or... else sure thinks she's beautiful. Definitely. <laughs> so, Puppy is talking to Tony about what happened. Her friend. Her friend, Tony, about what happened. Um, because Tony is like, girl, you went out last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, in the end, Puppy tells her, well, she went to the Red Pearl. And Tony's like, <gasps> I want to go with you the next time. Why didn't you bring me? <laughs> Um, yeah, so Puppy obviously thinks a lot about uh, Hawk. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Yeah, <laughs> well. Um, but she's happy to finally experience some adventures herself. Mm, some kind of pleasure. Yeah, and she looks at uh, her wardrobe. And uh, there's a quote. So, I saw first the white whale with its delicate gold chains and a heaviness settled over me. When it, when it was first slipped over my head at age eight, I panicked. But after 10 years, I should have grown used to it by now. Which is so sad. Yeah. So we really, in this chapter, we really... She's also caged. <laughs> so we really get to see and, like, get the idea that Puppy is not happy at all about her situation. Mm. She's not the maiden and they she also, doesn't have the personality yeah. of the maiden that they want her to be that they expect her to be and they also mentions when they see her wardrobe that she has one red dress mm-hmm. um because they have like before like there's a yearly ascension day or something 
And before this day, they have like a ball to like celebrate. Like, mm-hmm. oh, fun, fun. Um, and Poppy has never been allowed to go to this because she's the maiden. Um, but because this is her last year, because before she is to ascend. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like her, because she's the maiden, like her ascension is bigger or something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like muddy explanation also in the book. Yeah, yeah we don't really... Like, we don't know anything really. We just know it's, yeah. it's like the... But she's like ever. allowed to wear this one colored dress this one time for mm-hmm. this one ball. Obviously still masked, but she can go as not the maiden for the first time. Oh. Oh. Tony mentions the mist. <clears throat> yes. And what, what is, is the mist? mist? Well, we don't know that much yet, but... We kind of get the sense that the mist is where the creepy creatures are. The cravens. <laughs> the cravens, uh, which we soon learn um, in the next chapter. They are like bloodlusty, and if you get mm-hmm. bitten by one, you become what they call the cursed. And you have like maximum like two days before you get turned into a craven, and you basically just kill everybody. Yeah. So you have to kill the cursed before they become craven. And also, like, the, the mist comes from, like, the blood forest, mm-hmm. which you doesn't really know much about yet. Mm-hmm. It becomes important in the spin-off series, but we know that they're, like, this forest with red leaves. So, the chapter ends with Victor entering the door and telling her that they have been summoned. So, one of our friends just joined. <laughs> so, if you hear somebody uh, scratching in the background, that's her. Not a squirrel. <laughs> it's not a squirrel. <laughs> oh, I wish it were. Um, or Hulk. <laughs> don't. Don't. Okay. Even. Let's talk about what type of coffee this is. Okay. This, this like the first, first five chapters. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think, Sophie? Well, rereading them, I really enjoyed them. I remember the first time I read them, I was kind of like, is this just, it's just very info dumpy. Mm-hmm. But it's maybe like a heavy coffee, like a heavy cream you can't really drink too much of (laughs) but it does have a good spicy layer at the top which really intrigues me so like oh my god i thought the same thing i was like thinking about it at home before we came here and i was like oh there's this there's spice Mm. so i think it must be like so you're really like taking a sip and blank wow yeah and then it's away it's gone So I was I was thinking like a pumpkin spice latte with all the spice uh, at the like in the top, mm, yeah, and then it's gone because you didn't keep on drinking, then it just becomes black coffee. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Chapter okay. four. Okay, so we have the summary. So as we just mentioned, Victor is um, getting poppy because they have been summoned, and we learned that they have been summoned to like kill the cursed, which we just talked about before. Um, and apparently, like, Victor and Poppy have, like, this side hustle where they go out. And, like, it's not legal, really. But they find the cursed and they kill them. Mm-hmm. So their own family don't have to kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a mercy. It's like a mercy. Um, and they enter this home where the wife has called upon them. And her husband has been bitten. And he was one of the guards from the rice. Which I suppose they're more exposed to the craven than the rest. Yeah the rice <laughs> um yes. and they do learn that um they have a child which they're kind of curious about but they don't see the child mm-hmm. um but anyways uh, poppy stabs the man and um he dies way <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about the craven because now we learn more um so poppy 
explains that there are two ways to kill um, a craven. Yes. If you have a bloodstone blade, which she has, mm. or wood from a blood forest tree. Which she doesn't. <laughs> which she doesn't. So you can either penetrate the heart or destroy the brain. Which is nasty. pretty damn nasty. But like, Im- I just imagine like a small smashed apple or something like, ugh, so mushy. Yeah, the brain is just, to me, destroying the brain, it sounds mm. like, I just, no, I don't, wanna th- I don't want to think Very about gooey. anything you can eat when I oh, no, try to explain this. But it's, uh... no, I can't. Oh. But also, I think an important thing about the craven is that the ascended have explained mm-hmm. that the craven come from the dark one. So one of the reasons that Poppy hates the dark one so much is because she thinks that he makes the craven or like the cursed. And obviously, this is killing a lot of people. So yeah, we're really supposed to uh, hate the descendant. Mm. But we all know that it's just pure pure propaganda yeah. from the Ascended. And I just... Well, we're going to get to that moment later, but I love when we have that realization in the book because the reader has also been, like, gaslighted the entire way through the yeah. book. Just... Okay. <laughs> um, so those are the Craven. Then we have the Cursed, which yeah. are the ones bitten yeah. by the Craven and has not yet become it. a Craven. So it's like person turning into a craven it's again we don't say the word vampire but, but <laughs> well also vampires. later in the book they explain like vampire oh my god and i got just so say, annoyed just say it's the a vampire. vampire also wolven no it's just a werewolf. it's a werewolf yeah but, but no well she's trying to be unique <laughs> original but not- but um, um, succeeding where well, well, should we just move on to yeah because that's fifth? kind of what's happening in yeah. chapter four so, so chapter five and the last last chapter of this episode and the last chapter of this episode yes. so before puppy kills the man the cursed mm. he tells her that there was another one who yeah. was bitten one of his friends one of his friends Friends, one of his friends one of his friends and um, they go there. Yeah. Uh, like running yeah, through the they streets. They run to the house of yeah. the cursed. And they find that the cursed father has already killed him. Yeah. No, well, like the father of the cursed. Like he's... The father yeah. is not cursed. Did I explain it? I think you just put the adjective like... <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we, we get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So the father already killed... The son. It doesn't matter. We just cut this out. It's not really important no. in, the, in the plot of the book. So, Pablo returns to her chamber. Yes. And she can't sleep because oh. she can never sleep. And when she sleeps, she has like terrible nightmares. Yes, yeah. we don't know that much about yet. No. We but, kind of like guess, I suppose, that it's about what happens to her as a child, but yeah. we don't know. No. And then her guard arrives in the evening. Her other guard. Oh, so her other personal guard, Ryland. Ryland? So, we have Victor, remember? A father figure. And then we have Ryland. Yes. And Ryland doesn't know that Victor is training her. No. Um, and they on the way to the garden because she takes a daily or evening, nightly nightly <laughs> uh, walk in the garden. They run into the terrible Lord Messine, who is nasty. nasty. <laughs> and unfortunately, Puppy can't get away from him. 
um, he's like really trying to essentially like sexual assault her. Yeah. Like pushing her up against the wall and being like, you can't get away from me because I'm friends with like, what they do they call him? Like the Lord of, of like the castle or whatever. Yeah. And uh, they interrupted by a scream and they find a dead mate. Uh-oh. <clears throat> so, Lord Nassim, we said he's nasty. Nasty, nasty. He is one of the ascended. He's a, yeah. And we also learned that he um, frequently takes part in the Duke's uh, lessons. lessons. Oh, the Duke, that's what he's called. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what you were thinking about. Yeah, I was like, Lord, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> um, and the lessons we don't know that much about, except that it's very unpleasant for mm. puppy and very pleasant for the Duke and Lord Mazine. He's like a masochist. It's so disgusting. So, and we also learned that Lord Mazine's evilness stems from... Like her, his evilness towards Poppy. Yeah. yeah. So, what we haven't mentioned is that Poppy has a brother. <laughs> Ian. You know that now. <laughs> who ascended. Ascended. Yes. And Well, that's what the Queen has told her. Damn, damn, damn. Damn, damn, damn. And... Uh, so once Ian lost in a game of cards against Messine, yeah, and he's very bitter about that, yeah, which is very uh, ridiculous. But I also think it's quite interesting that Poppy notices that Lord Messine's eyes are almost completely black, as all the ascendant. Yes, and also remember she can't sense emotions from them, so they're really mm. just scary. <laughs> they're very scary. Yeah, yeah. she finds. The quietness, uh, like she can't unnatural. feel the emotion. Very unnatural yeah. and creepy. Um, and also, I think Lord Messine, in this chapter, he smells like flowers. Yeah, I noticed that too. A little a little hint for later. Mm-hmm. Just remember that, perhaps. <laughs> um, but should we talk a little bit more about Ian? Let's do it. Um, we <clears throat> know that he ascended. They had a mm. very good relationship before. And he was really... He told her a lot of stories. But they were separated when she was eight, right? They were? When she... Okay, so like... Didn't they live together at the Queen's Palace? Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, but like a bit of like... Baxter and Poppy, like... She lived with her parents and her brother. And then something happened, which we don't know. Which killed her parents. And then she was sent to the Queen. Which kind of like nursed her, them, Mm -hmm. back to health. Um, and then Poppy was like discovered as the maiden, mm-hmm. so she was the whole ordeal and sent to mm-hmm. the Duke and so that. But Ian wasn't sent with her, um, and then like she just get gets letters from him which says like, oh now I have ascended and the Queen have found a wife for me, which I don't really know her, but <laughs> we're married now. <laughs> and he never mentions the wife whatsoever. Yeah. And like Poppy's just hoping that he's happy, but. And he probably lies too because he says he writes something about water folk or something, yeah. and she's like, from what she knows, they don't exist. Mm-hmm. But she also believes that the wolven are extinct. And so, <laughs> so I don't, I don't remember if there are water folk. I don't even remember if creatures. Ian is actually writing those letters. Oh no, me neither. I kind of sense that, or like that he's not the writer. She's really gaslighted the whole she time. She is. <laughs> so what we didn't mention was that her and Puppy and Victor has a little chit chat, and um, he knows her 
very well. Victor, yes. Yeah, and he sees through her and um, he says that she's scared. Like, probably of, you're, of scared. you're scared of the ascension. <clears throat> and I can see that maybe some of you think that, oh, all the all the stuff that you do, like uh, sneaking out and helping the curse and stuff is a way to get out mm. of the ascension. She's like, no, no, I'm, I'm no, I, I know my duty. But it gets to her head and she's like, yeah, that's right. Mm. He knows me and that's what I'm doing. Which is, if people find out, that she's, would, she's very much <laughs> fucked. It would, uh, it would, she would, she says like, oh, if it, she would be killed. If people find out, she would be killed. Yeah. And she would, um, yeah. And they also know she's very afraid of being found unworthy by the gods because yeah. she's been told that there's been another maiden before her. But she's not recorded in history. She, her, them, like him. We don't, we, we just know it's the mm-hmm. maiden. But there's no information about the maiden. So she really knows nothing about yeah. what she's supposed to do. It also took me some time to figure out who the maiden probably is. The first maiden probably was. Yeah, we know now. Yeah. Spin-off. Spin-off. <laughs> yes. Yes, um, so yeah. Lord Messine uh, takes her into another room, which she tries to refuse. And he is, doesn't care that she's the maiden. No, no. Because he feels like he has a right Remember, to her body. Yeah, yeah. He's not a, she's not allowed to be touched by anybody. Mm. And Rylan, her guard, also tries to be like, um, no, we should really go for a walk. That's what we usually do at this time. But Lord Messina is just like, oh, no, I just want to chat in private. And I'm friends with the Duke, so he wouldn't mind. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's relevant to just say that Ryland is quite like a new guard to Puppy because she had another uh, guard um, with Victor before Ryland, but he unexpectedly died in his sleep one night, even though he was in good health. I think like a month or two prior to the start of the book, which is just... Is it Castile? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm pretty sure Castile, like, uh, Hawk, um, not because they wanted to murder an innocent man, but I think they had, they needed a way to get close to Puppy, and then they were just unlucky that another guard replaced mm-hmm. him very fast. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so as you said, um, she noticed the smell of flowers on his fingers as he holds her head. Mm. Lord Messine holds her head. Becomes important later. And he touches her on her hips. That's not even the and worst part. And between her yeah. breasts. Oh, that's disgusting. so disgusting. And also he provokes her because he wants to get her into trouble. Mm. He wants to her, give her a lesson. Yeah, to give her a lesson. So he provokes her into like speaking, uh, like more threatening than she would usually do, or more like impolite. Yeah, because she she can't really do the right thing here because if she pushes him away and is aggressive, mm-hmm. she'll be punished mm-hmm. for being unmaidenlike. Mm-hmm. But if she lets him touch her, she becomes unpure, essentially. Yeah, so she and has she no choice. has to be punished. So. But, yeah. well, unfortunately, but luckily, like they are interrupted by these screams. Mm-hmm. And Rylan... Isley goes in and takes her out mm. and they arrive at a room where they see a dead woman. And the chapter ends with her noticing 
uh, deep puncture wounds. Yes, they do. The woman. So, like, she has been bitten by one of the cravens. It's what they're guessing, right? Mm -hmm. We don't know. I'm not saying that that's what's happened, but it's what they're guessing. So, this... These were the first five chapters. And it's only getting better from here. <laughs> so, um, for the next episode, we're going to read chapters 6 to 6. 10, I suppose. Yeah, 6 well, to 10. We're reading chapter 10 also. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, read chapters 6 to 10 for the next episode. Yes. And, I, yeah, we hope you liked it. We did. We liked <laughs> this episode. Very fun. And uh, be sure to also follow us on Instagram on Not that I've posted anything yet, but I, I have inspirations to do so. <laughs> We're gonna do it. <laughs> so be sure to follow us on our Instagram. Yes. Coffee Talks yes. Podcast. Yes. And um, and there's a period between each word. Just Well, if you just... Well, the link is in our uh, description. <laughs> Should we talk about just briefly what we're currently reading? Oh, yeah, that's right. I know you have been getting along with yeah so i um i finished the novellas mm, um, assassin's blade yes and now i'm reading the fourth fifth so i am currently reading queen of shadows in the Th throne of glass series yes you like it i like it and rowan just arrived again well good for you so what are you reading um i am actually reading a fiction book but like not fantasy okay. um it's called tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow it was uh, the goodreads choice awards winner of i think just the fiction category they had i'm like barely 100 pages in so i can't really mm -hmm. it's good mm -hmm. it's not smutty but it's good <laughs> bye keep, keep reading, reading.